uh, Trav, what what is Mr. Holland's Opus about? Mr. Holland's Opus is about a man named Mr. Holland. Uh, he's actually Tom Holland's grandfather, uh, Spider-Man. Did you know that uh, Richard Dreyfuss is... Is Mr. Holland? Yeah. No, I was he's working Spider-Man's grand. Theater. He's actually Uncle Ben. He was married to Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I was working in a movie theater <laughs> when... Uh, Oh, boy. <clears throat> Marissa Tomei got herself a sugar daddy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was working in a movie theater when Mr. Holland's opus came out, but chose to never watch it because it just... <laughs> I don't know. I, I have issues where there are probably tons of really great movies that when I find out the premise of them, I'm just like, why would I, I want to <laughs> watch that? Because he sure writes an fun. opus. Maybe it's great, but I just don't know why I would sit down and go, oh, yeah, I really want to hear about this high school music teacher's whole life <laughs> and how it's his opus. It's no Krippendorf's tribe, that's oh, for boy. sure. Nobody needs to see Krippendorf's <laughs> tribe. Jenna Elfman's in it. Yeah, I, I, was I always like yeah. Jenna Elfman. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I had, I had nothing really one way or another. Dharma, not so much Greg. Okay. Right? Dharma yeah. and Greg. You got Greg issues? A little, yeah. I didn't really watch Darwin Greg. That guy, that guy's in like a CSI show now. I don't know. He's just one of those James is, Mars Denny looking guys. Is Jenna Elfman related to Danny Elfman? Yes, I think they're brother they're twins. You think they're actually. brothers? <laughs> yeah, they're the Wonder Twins, brother huh. and sister. Interesting. Yeah, people don't know that. I don't know. That's Danny Elfman seems like he would be far older than her. Well, he's only a lad. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> you really can't blame him. Can't blame him. So, hey, just going to get out in front and say welcome to uh, Late to the Party with Travis Tate. Welcome on in. How's everybody doing? Yeah. How are you indeed? We were just talking about uh, the age of a certain actor. Of uh, Willem Dafoe, Willem who Dafoe. is 64 years old. Now, my, my take on it is 64, <laughs> like I wouldn't blanch if he was 74 or strangely even 54, but 64 seems young. Seems young or sl- I don't know. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blanch him being fifty-four. He can't possibly be fifty-four. I can't believe that he's only sixty-four. It seems like he's been around forever. Yeah, like he's I think eternal. my entire life I've been seeing him and things. Being the crazy guy and all. And all he always things. looked like he was like in his fifties, even like back. In, so yeah. he, we figured out he was what like forty-nine gets- in the first. Patrick the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Patrick Stewart's getting a lot of game that Willem Dafoe deserves about a. Uh, Patrick Stewart aging. looks a little older now, though. He yeah, he, he looks very much like himself, but yeah. But he's, Patrick Stewart's in his seventies, correct? Yeah, I think so, he's yeah. like seventy-five or seventy-six. Willem 76. Dafoe is looking at the the trailers for Picard and going, "Ooh, I'm close." I think Patrick Stewart's closer to eighty than seventy. Yeah, but even in the Picard, he he looks like he can still go. So, but yeah, Willem he, Dafoe, he that guy. You. He has always looked at least 50. And and insane. Because he must have been in his 20s when he was doing stuff in the 80s. Man, it blows my well, mind. A lot of actors do, I guess. I guess so. He's like, a, he's the same age as, like, uh, Jerry Seinfeld or somebody. Like, he's he's in his <laughs> early 60s. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. God. Travis, it's so messed up. People age. It is weird how people age. I guess it's when... It's, uh, I don't, I'm timeless. Like Robert De Niro is probably maybe even a little older than I think he is just cause I've, he's been so prolific that you kind of watch him age. I think maybe what we're talking about here is in the eighties, grownups seemed like grownups 
even if they were 25, it's like, oh, that's a grown-up. Yeah. So they would wear suits, and they would go to dinner, and they would come back and read the paper. So, <laughs> Boy. And now uh, we're in our early 40s, and we're talking about Spider-Man movies. And, <laughs> and Speaking of which, let's, let's throw some dirt on an already dead topic of uh, Willem Dafoe. Amazing Green Goblin choice, and... He, this perfect face, like let's put a let's put a really plastic mask over it. I know they just needed to make a you know throw a little makeup on there, you know maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. Yeah, it's too bad that still has not been has not been properly introduced in Tom Holland's run. And oh boy, the stuff in the Garfield run, like he was <laughs> in bed and had really long fingernails, was pretty awful. Yeah, that was awful. At first, when you said Garfield, I was like, are we talking about like the cat now? But I forgot it. Andrew Garfield. (laughs) To be fair. I thought he was a good Spider-Man, actually. I liked him as Peter Parker. Mm. He was kind of whimsical and happy-go-lucky. He had the build. He's got the the build. He had the build of like an older Spider-Man, but they still played in that younger space. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Talking about they're bad. They're bad movies. Yeah, I, I see a I see a world where he's not a bad he's not a bad Peter Parker. Post, I guess uh, with Andrew Garfield, a guy like Andrew Garfield, it's difficult to do those that origin story where Peter Parker's a dork, right? You know, who Travis again throw some dirt on a on a dead topic of like if you, you wanted know, it to be a dork, you would have you'd have cast Martin Starr, who was in the Spider Man <laughs> movies. Now. Yeah. He would have been Peter Parker in the nineties. You, know, you know? <laughs> throw some dirt on like take a really good looking person and whip some glasses on him and oh. <laughs> the people at high school make fun of him. Hollywood can only go so ugly. Yes. Before their brains yes, explode. That's true. We'll we'll have Remember some... she's all that? Rachel Lee Cook? Sure. She was gorgeous. And so they put some overalls and they had her paint and she wore glasses and she's some nerd that everybody in high school picks on. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Gotta got take some chances on those dumpuses, you know. If yeah, anything, she was just kind of maybe the eclectic, artsy girl that everybody still had a crush on. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, 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 don't make all the dumpuses the funny ones who fall down a lot. Let them, let them carry things a little bit. Yeah, I was watching a movie or a trailer with... I mean, Melissa McCarthy does this a lot, too. And then uh, what's, the, what's the blonde girl that was... She was in Bridesmaids. Yes, that one. You know, what's her name? British. Yes. British gal. Yeah. Uh, Everything she's in, they show her falling down. Um, she's actually very funny. She's got a cadence that nobody else yes. has. Oh, yeah, she's great. And, yes, you're right. She's in the, the Cats trailer falling down. Yes, she is, and that's where it was. And she was also in the one with uh, Catwoman uh, where they're, it's like Dirty yeah, Rotten like Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And she's falling down. Anne Hathaway uh, is the Catwoman, not the yes, original. certainly. You're talking about Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, yes. Uh, you, you said Melissa McCarthy, and my brain got stuck on but that. But she because. does this. They have the, her doing the same thing. It's like, oh, they're a little heavier than the other actresses. Let's make them fall down. That's funny. <laughs> Look at the fat lady fall. <laughs> it's what they're there for. Look, yeah. hey, Trav. But Rebel Wilson, seriously, like she has comedic timing that other actresses don't have. Like As a stand-up, I watch her and go, she's funny. Yeah. Like I guarantee in a conversation... She's the funniest person in the room well, most of the time. Let's be frank, though. Any comedy, is the good-looking person really the comedy there? Or is the no. good-looking person kind of a straight man to set up the dumpuses that they've made to actually... For the most know, part, yeah. ...do the work? Even Tom Holland as Spider-Man, 
he's super likable and super kind of like, gee, Mister, that kind of that kind of yeah. kid. Like it, if uh, your your kid brought him home and he was his buddy, you'd be like, all right, I'm glad he's friends with this smart kid <laughs> who is polite and nice. But he's not unattractive. I mean, I guess you know the the he's the an attractive MCU, kid. The MCU is a little bit of an exception. Is you know, hey, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth, pretty funny in those movies. Yeah, like even before they dumped him. <laughs> <laughs> before he was Dad Bod Thor, the Dad Bod God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dad Bod God of Thunder. But uh, kind of speaking in that arena, I watched a couple episodes of that new Netflix show, uh, Another Life. Okay. Because. Uh, I saw a preview and it had, uh, hey, Katie Sackhoff's in space wearing tank tops again. So I'm like, oh. Starbuck. I, I like Starbuck. She's, you know, she won't take crap off of nobody. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a swing at that. And I'll tell you what, that show is packed to the gills with scientists and engineers that are way too good looking. Way too young. Way <laughs> too good looking. I think Hollywood. There's one guy on the, so they're. There's sort of two stories. There's her story of uh, these young, really good-looking people on a ship trying to get to a a far-off star. Mm-hmm. And then you got the fairly good-looking people down on Earth trying to figure out what that Mobius Strip weird spaceship, like Sci-Fi Channel special effects spaceship, is doing. And uh, the people on the spaceship is just... I think you know Katie Sackhoff is the elder... And the rest of them can't be over twenty six. I think there's, there's like supposed to be a senator that's among. So she's for, the old lady at for, like yeah, she's the thirty seven or something. And like there's a there's a guy who's a like the youngest diplomat ever, and they tease him about being the old guy, and there's no way he's even over thirty. I swear. <laughs> but uh, but even beyond that, all of them. There, there's one dumpus on the ship who's like the soil expert, and you know he's there for the comedy. I got worms. Yeah. But they're all just so out of a you know out of a Mervyn's catalog. <laughs> no, it's even better than a Mervyn's, a Mervyn's catalog. catalog. Even At least better you get than real a people in a Mervyn's catalog. Probably uh, it's I don't Merv- know. when it went to Mervyn's California. That's when they started getting too there uppity. You there yep. you go. It's Mervyn's California catalog. <laughs> uh, so far, I'm two and a bit episodes in. Again, Trav, I can't swing a dead cat and not hit a series that I don't watch. Right that comes in and goes, yeah, it's hour long episodes. Hmm. So, uh, I saw thirty seconds of that uh, puppet fighting show you were telling me about. Oh, the War on Dragons. <laughs> yeah, I saw the trailer for. It. I'm going to check it out. It looks cool. It, I haven't gone back to that yet, but yeah, man, that one. It looks very serious. Like they is. are taking it like seriously. There's some there's some comedic characters, <laughs> but uh, another life is it's it's like. Uh, it's very much like Lost in Space, but maybe for a little bit more older, little like early 20s to like 20 to 26 year old crowd. Lost in Spaced. Yeah. Right? It's, the Spaced, the TV show? Yes. Yeah. Where our, where our buddy Simon Pegg got his start. Is that a, that was an Ed, Edgar Wright helmet yeah, and, show, uh, right? Uh, Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Yeah, that's where they all people. started out. Have you ever watched that? I've seen, I saw a few episodes. A few years ago, and then they like as soon as I started watching it, they took it off of Netflix. I think it's <laughs> I on. Like, I think it's on Hulu. <clears throat> oh, really? I think that's where I watched it. Uh, Nick Frost is funny, and he's kind of like a, a gun crazy guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he he's practically American in it. I knew a bunch of kids when I was in school. It was like when 
Uh, I mean, you were the same age, but when Rambo was big and Commando. And did you have any kids in your school that were like army kids? Like, I love the army. I love G.I. Joe. And they would always wear camouflage. And not like camouflage, like, hey, camouflage looks cool. They were like camouflage, like, I'm going to go hide on the playground and nobody can find me. I'm going to dig a pile or pile a bunch of wood chips on top of myself and lay here until the bell rings and then I'll pop up and scare everybody. Like <laughs> really weird army kids. I don't know that I had anyone quite like that. Uh, not to pretend like I'm cosmopolitan, <laughs> but in the Taylorsville area. This was Draper. Uh, was that Draper? This was Draper. Yeah, uh, it was, you know what? That was and before I moved to Grantsville. Win- all out the window then. I was I a Draper know. dragon, yo. I don't remember anyone being like that. Even through high school, I can't think of anyone quite like that. Yeah, there were some there were some particular kids that were like that. And they would always like, uh, they had uh, cargo pants before cargo pants were a thing. Because they like their parents bought them from the Army Navy store, yeah, and they would like uh, ask people at the table like, "Hey, you gonna finish that?" And if somebody wasn't gonna eat their lunch, they would like wrap it up in paper towels and put it in their cargo pants, and then they'd all just walk outside. And this is like second, third grade. This sounds like you were just friends with the Frog Brothers. Well, they would go outside and like eat it on the playground. Like, yeah. Ugh, you're gonna have some corn dogs. It was kind of like Napoleon Dynamite when he was putting uh, tater tots in his in his pockets of his pants. I don't know if and I've the ever bully seen kicked Napoleon it. Dynamite. You've never seen Napoleon Dynamite? I've definitely. Oh my gosh! I have definitely a like that era has passed me. I, I cannot possibly. It's worth watching. It really is funny. I I'm I not, enjoy it still. I'm not looking to. I'm not looking down my nose at Napoleon Dynamite. It's just a thing. That it's it, John Heater's one true thing. The, the hype of it was so huge at the time that I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to. And then the vote for Pedro point, thing got out of control. Like people were wearing vote for Pedro shirts. And also, didn't I didn't even know what it was. I really liked Jamiroquai, and I felt like they were making fun of them. <laughs> so. No, they use it in a nice way. Napoleon <laughs> thinks Jamiroquai is cool. <laughs> Apparently so. They use Boondoggle in that movie. Boondoggle. No, you should finish Space, though. I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. It is so 90s. It is... Ain't nothing wrong with that. It is so 90s. <laughs> More 90s than but Captain fun. Marvel? Yes. <laughs> yes. Captain Marvel is the 90s through a 2019 movie kind of filter. It's, it's the 90s for my kids. It's just to know like, what the 90s was like. It's just like, uh, you know, when movies are set in the 80s, like, yes, I know all those things existed at once, <laughs> but it wasn't like you just got out of Back to the Future and skated, uh, you know. Over. I kind of like, I like the condensed, like, Stranger Things is the condensed version of the 80s. The Goldbergs is like that, too. Or that 70s show was like the condensed version of the 70s. It just takes the things that were notable and plugs them in oh yeah i mean hey you know I, I i enjoy stranger things i'm talking about like i that nostalgia is fun but it's not the same as you, you don't look at you look at stranger things and go oh this doesn't feel like something that was made in the 80s it's just it's just showing us things that were happening in the 80s right as opposed to say i don't know i don't know any number just uh like um i told you i've watched some of uh blind fury blind fury is something that got made in the 90s or I think it might even have been 89, but it was something like, okay, it's a ridiculous action movie. The choreography is a little on the slow and not particularly complicated side. Also, it's going to be heavily based on his relationship with a teenager he just met. 
Blind Fury is the one with Rucker Hauer. With Rucker Hauer, with, okay. with our dear departed Rucker Hauer. Yeah, we talked about Rucker Hauer, and the next week he died. So hopefully we don't have a curse. We don't have the curse. We just talked about Willem Dafoe a lot. Somebody, don't, don't somebody take check Willem on Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Dear Lord, he's a treasure. <laughs> what do you want the uh, the the kids from Stranger Things to get into next? So it was what eighty five because Back to the Future was out. So if the next one comes out next year, it'd be eighty six. Maybe roll into eighty seven a little. I'm pretty bad with knowing what's going on year wise. Eighty seven seems like around when Bloodsport came out. I kind of want him to be into like John, you John know, Claude that Van Damme movies. That would be like no, but just one of them. <laughs> one of the kids. One of the kids. It's got to be Dustin. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to be no? Dustin. It's not going to be Dustin. Lucas. I, yeah, Lucas. Lucas Lucas actually is starting to get a little muscular, though, so he might actually be able to but pull it also, off and not be as funny. The funny thing, I, I, I think we already talked about this, Lucas became way dumber this season. Well, that's because he's... He's with a girl, so that, and I mean, he, he that, thinks he knows what he he, he was, knows everything about girls, but he knows nothing. Like especially season one and most of season two, he was very much the voice of reason. Yeah, and then season three, he's just he is just constantly flubbing everything. So it would make sense that everybody else is like, "Oh man, you see the new Schwarzenegger and all that stuff," and he's like, "No, man, Van Dam is yeah. where it's at." Van Damage. Yeah, <laughs> I think Lucas's problem with what you're saying is. Is that he's acting like he's an expert about things, because he's kind of getting confidence. He thinks yeah. he, he thinks he's yeah, pretty okay. cool, so he's acting like he knows about things instead of actually knowing and then uh, relaying that information to his friends. He's I, saying, "No, no, 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 you guys are wrong. Let me tell you how it really." I is. guess yeah, I guess it's like, and maybe maybe I'm just remembering incorrectly. Is the first two seasons he was the character that was willing to. Ex, he was willing to express feelings rather than, he was the one that would just come right, right out and be like like y'all are y'all are like hiding your feelings about this and you know you guys are basically you guys are all screwing up because you just won't say what you really mean and he was the he was the character that would just act mm, I don't know because he was the one that was freaking out when Mike started bringing L around remember he was the one that got mad and didn't want to be friends anymore yeah but that, but that's also kind of reasonable under the circumstances I, I mean I don't know I mean you know, that's just my that's my take on what it was like, and it was Rose weird before to see him. hose. That's basically it was what weird saying. to see him, <laughs> just like you said, as being very blustery and just kind of assuming a. I don't. Know. I mean that that's part of getting older and you know blossoming. You go through a phase where you think you know everything. <laughs> sure. Okay. And then you become older and actually like enter the world, and you're like, I know nothing. I never did. I never will. This is still gonna be fun. You know, we were talking about uh, Edgar Wright. I saw Baby Driver finally. Yeah, I really, uh, I really liked Baby Driver when I saw it. Oh, so I thought ago, it was I fun. Guess. I like that it worked all the songs in. I knew it had songs in it, but I didn't know it was all old songs. I yeah, actually kind of like that. It's a very peppy movie. Uh huh. The the rather unfortunate presence of Kevin Spacey, but Kevin Spacey right. I was on the razor's edge of public conscience. Uh, I was hoping he conscious when he ha- when he had a little turn at the end of the movie to become kind of redeemable. I was like, eh, could have left him as kind of a despicable prick. So here's here's <laughs> the question I wanted to ask you about this: Did you at any point feel like this is like this this movie has turned to being just something that's happening in Baby's head? No, no, really, I didn't. no. From the point in the car where he crashes and. And uh, spoilers for this movie that's a couple years old. Kills Jamie Foxx. Kills Jamie Foxx. At that point, I'm like, 
Oh, we're seeing a we're seeing an idealized version of what he what he wants to do. When that did happen, I thought that was just a an imagination thing. The, but then it kept going, so I was movie, like, "Well, I guess it was." The movie escalates and goes so bananas. From there. <laughs> it like, does. John Hamm's character becomes this weird, <laughs> violent cartoon. Like, yeah, he made a total shift. Vengeance filled because he was he was the likable crook, you know. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx was the despicable guy. And, and like everything that happened from that point kind of toward the end is a lot of the things happened like an idealized version like yes he in that moment when when jamie fox's character is isn't it bats isn't that his name bats yeah when bats is riding him really hard he not only like refutes him but but just murders him in this crazy way and then just keeps going <laughs> and then like i said all the stuff with john because they just keep, they and John Hamm and his wife, and it were always really nice to Baby and stuck up for him and stuff. Well, yeah, but but I, I I think that the groundwork was there that if he messed with like what his basically his life that you know he wouldn't be as forgiving. But it's just that they keep running into each other. They they keep separating and then like right. running right back into each other. And I think it was definitely the part with the Kevin Spacey character where he did the flip to being good. I'm like, this has got to be in his head. There's no way all this stuff's happening. Like all these dominoes are falling perfectly for him, and it, in the end, it didn't. It didn't hurt the movie for me. It was I just wonder if it I was a treatment where that was going to happen, and then they thought, "Eh, let's just." I was let it genuinely play out that convinced way. that <laughs> you were going. It, it was going to go for a while, and then it was going to cut back to him in the car, and a series of events happened that end up making it okay for Baby. But it would be like a mixture of not as outrageous but him making right decisions i kind of want to see uh a, a, like a duo movie of the logan lucky guys with baby driver yeah yeah <laughs> how did you feel about the the aspect of the movie where he was making weird remixes of all of the conversations i mean i didn't really understand why it was there it didn't really need to be there because he could have they i mean bats already didn't trust him so they didn't need the recorder for them to not trust him, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think it. Maybe, maybe in the script it had a bigger part of it. I feel it like just it got. Was, it was a weird down. thing that as the movie gets older, audience was younger audiences would watch it and feel like that's something that will be of its time that won't real, that will look out and feel silly to I all think the younger if, generations. If if Baby Driver is the classic that it deserves to be. Well, I mean, it's what like three, four years old now. Yeah. So it's not crazy old, but that that recording device, that's already outdated. He was using cassette tapes, already outdated. So that stuff is already outdated. I think uh, I think another aspect of the movie is that I don't know if they I don't think they really say it outright, but baby is supposed to be kind of a like autistic spectrum character. I couldn't tell. I mean, character. I couldn't tell and I was looking for that and I honestly couldn't tell. I mean, I when thought, they when he said they said he had tinnitus and that's why he always had the the music in that kind of made me stop looking for it at that point. Does that really? make sense? Yeah. I thought, I thought that the, they said the tonight, but it was like the crooks that said that. So I thought it was just like, they, they don't know nothing. They're just making an assumption about it. And then I thought that the, his whole thing where he was really obsessed with making those vocal track remixes was just a sort of a coping mechanism. I don't, Hey, I ain't no kind of scientist either. I just thought he that was I, a tortured guy. I thought that, I thought I'd heard that that was part of an aspect of the movie. It could have been, and I was looking for it as since I have a a kid that has Asperger's, but they never actually said it. I mean, not not forthright anyway. Yeah. What was the 
Lily James was the waitress. Was it? It just made it made me happy whenever she go, baby, 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 come on, baby, let's get out of here, baby. That's just a funny word for that accent, baby, baby. It, I guess it reminds me of Natalie Portman in Home Fries when she goes, <laughs> I. I had the Walmart baby. Never seen that movie either. <laughs> it, it's missable. That's and that, that's one of those type of movies that we'll take your your sudden review out of con, out of connotation is or out of the mix. I don't know what I'm saying. It's one of those movies that the, that's that premise. She had Walmart baby. It's like maybe that's a good movie, but I don't know why. I can't figure out why I'd end up wanting to see the Walmart baby movie. Well, it wasn't plausible once they went 24 hours a day. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was living in the Walmart. I guess you could still be in a Walmart 24 hours a day. What's that movie that Tom Hanks has been living in an airport for? Um, I'm, I'm I know what you're talking about. Years? I don't know. I can't remember what it's called, though. I never saw it. It's, it but I know exactly one, what you're talking about. Another yeah. one on that list of movies is like, oh, that, <laughs> that probably is perfectly good. I have no idea why I'd ever want to. If you were in a Walmart every moment of every day and you didn't cause any problems and you just kind of looked like you were walking around and you didn't go bored or go insane, you could do it. You'd have a bathroom. I guess you'd have to take a hooker bath in the sinks of the bathroom. There's not really a shower, but I guess you could climb into a tent or something like that if nobody's looking and hide out in there. I don't know. Cause that's what she did, but they were closed at night. So she would, she would hide out in a tent and sleep in there. And then kind of bathe in the bathrooms and stuff like that. No security cameras, apparently. Yeah. This is before Walmart is became what Walmart is now. Well, it's the it's the problem of uh, movies made now. Like horror, everyone says that horror movies is okay. Now, when you make modern horror movies, the first thing you have to do that was a luxury in the eighties is you have to figure out how to make this movie where cell phones exist. Mm-hmm. All the movies like they just. We have to get them in an area where there's no service. Yeah, in the woods. The woods is scary, so that makes sense anyway. Even before cell phones, uh, horror movies were taking place in the woods. So yeah. that's not a, a huge leap. But you just knock down a cell phone tower, you know, or you steal somebody's cell phone, something like that. Somebody that's been following them for a while. <sighs> I watched. Uh, I also watched American Werewolf in London. How did that treat you? I had never seen it. It's okay. How did the transformation scene feel? It was too long. I mean, at the time, it was probably groundbreaking, and it still looked good, but it was, like, too long. We're going to be able to transition out of that, but I'm going to let you finish. Transition. Well, I'm not going to let you finish. I'm going to encourage you to finish, but what you just said will we'll move into something else. There, but, was, uh, there was too much of him lying mm-hmm. on the ground, screaming, rolling back and forth. And not enough of the face expand. Like when the face expand and the feet expand and his hands expand out, he starts growing hair. That's really cool. You're a fan of expansion. I love expansion. I'm like, whenever they introduce a new uh, NBA or NFL team, Thank I'm God like, you did. I was going to try and go there. I'm like, I have no idea which of what an expansion. What's an expansion team? Uh, we haven't point. had one for a while. I think the last... NBA team was like the, the Marlins the Thunders. An expansion team? The Marlins baseball, were an know, expansion but... team in like the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, back in the olden days. What did you say? What was you saying? Was it? Oh, was uh, it the Oklahoma? Thunder? Yeah. The Oklahoma. Just... Well, no, they were the no? Seattle Supersonics, actually. They weren't an expansion. The, to- the Toronto Raptors were an expansion okay, team. That's... Uh, the New Orleans, uh, whatchamacallits. Yeah. The they, New Orleans, whatchamacallits. They're the Pelicans. 
Okay. That's an expansion team. I guess, okay, being a, being not very good with sports. So an expansion team means they actually added a team rather than right. what you said about a, or, or relocation. How we, we got the jazz was relocation. Mm-hmm. And every comedian that comes to Utah still has to make a joke. How crazy is it that Utah, full of white people, has a team called the Jazz? <laughs> yeah, we've heard that for 35 years. But, but cool, move on. Let's keep. Should we keep in sports? <laughs> Let's keep in sports. Travis, are you keeping up on Holy Moly? Uh, I think I did not see last night's episode, but I am caught up other than that. I cannot believe how much I love this stupid premise of a show. That's because the announcers are fun. I think I'm... Uh, Rob think... Riggle's fun. Uh, Joe Tessitore, I believe is his name. He plays off of it. He's a straight guy, but he breaks he breaks kayfabe, it, to use a, a wrestling term. That is one of my favorite things. And starts when, cracking up. <laughs> when, Rob say, when Rob says something that you know was improvised and it breaks him. Right. The Steph Curry stuff. I, when we watched the first one, I was like, "That's gonna, that's gonna taper down." <laughs> it didn't. So you just get through that part. He, Steph Curry, perfectly nice human being. Yes, I amazing have, basketball player. I have nothing bad to say about him except good looking guy. <laughs> Not much of a personality. Except those interstitials. Like even you can't have the, everything. The the little <laughs> event that they have where it's him versus the robot. That's that's still fun. Yeah. That's still fun. It's those interstitials. They're yeah. so bad. I don't know who writes them. And he should just be laughing when he says it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And him playing it straight, it probably doesn't necessarily help. Yeah. Again, I, I should hate that show so much. And I look forward to it every week now. It's it's fun. I mean, I, I still miss Wipeout. It's mostly it's Rob st- Riggle. Yeah, Riggle's really good. Um, the contestants... It's fun to hate contestants. Yeah, you always have a few where they're like too over the top or they're wearing let's, stupid outfits and it's like, Travis, come on. Let's, let's call it what it they're is. They're the open micers of Let's call of it what golf. it is. The white guys in their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Well, they always pit uh, two women against each other in the first round just to make sure one makes it to the next round. Well, it's kind of, it's slightly unfortunate that there's a sameness to a lot of the women an unfortunate sameness of uh, ponytail blonde, yoga pants, blonde ponytail woman, <laughs> yoga pants. Her biography is I've been playing mini golf all my life. Yeah. I'm a pro tennis player. The, you know what really stunk? You know what I hated? What? The, the bodybuilder lady who got knocked out right away. Cause yeah. she did the wave thing and it just like, went, she just <laughs> petered it up a little bit. We were what, like, we were instantly rooting for that woman and <laughs> Like laughed our laughed ourselves silly when she just barely tapped it and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, that was. And sad. then sad that she just went away immediately because she was she was cool. Yeah, she didn't last very long. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh, still a fun show. It blows my mind that I love that show so much. They were teasing the last one I watched had an older lady whose son had won the week before, and actually she wasn't that old. She was only like sixty one or something like. She's younger than Willem Dafoe. Is it the record breaker guy? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that the, that was the last episode we watched. Okay, well, spoiler alert, his mom wins the next episode. I wasn't super happy about him winning either. And she's only like 61, but she looks like she's 70. Yeah. Anyway. I guess I, be, I need to get caught up then. But they tease like an ambulance, like pulling in and yes, stuff like that. Yes, they did do that, yeah. And then they really ramp it up when she's about ready to um, glide down the, the zip line. And she's taking forever, and you're like, oh, this lady's going to get hurt really bad. 
and she doesn't she makes it just fine <laughs> there's been a yeah that one in particular they write a they write as the that is is that the final one that is the that was the last one that yeah, i it's saw the final one they hit a golf they hit a golf ball up a ramp try to get right. it in to one of three the volcano then they have one to, then they have to run up a, a flight of stairs and take a zip line across water and f- try to land on a you know like like three beach towel size size <laughs> <Right>. plank. <laughs> yeah, it's not big. And then run over to the golf course, but like every time when they fall, it, it I mean it's flat. It doesn't look like there's really any give to it. So every time they hit it, there's just no right way to hit it and not look like they just their whole body accordions. <laughs> yeah, somebody and then could accordions back out. Certainly blow their knee. So that's out one that, I, that. Uh, out of most of the events, that's the one that I look. I'm like, man, somebody is really going to get hurt doing that. I've seen a few. I hope so. Just the the one lady and the one we just watched. She, oh, that was the right the, on the one that's the slip slide. When they came down, she kept her knees out and then just got. Oh yeah, she tore got her knee. Really up. gnarly rug burn. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was. I was surprised they didn't like clean the blood up immediately, because if wrestlers accidentally bust each other open, they stop the match and go to commercial. Really? So yeah, Weird. I mean they're very serious about not bleeding on TV. I thought I've seen some stuff where maybe that's just, is it like, not, were they like that 90s era? No. It seems no, like I've seen some, right now they're, some they're classic PG. guys like pretty, have, have a fair amount of color. They've got the PG rating right now, so they try to, to keep it oh. blood free if it's at all possible. Ooh. And it, it happens once in a while, but they definitely don't bleed on purpose. Oh. Hey, so going back to what you were saying about uh, the, the change scene in... Uh, uh, American Werewolf in London. Yes. Um, I went and saw Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time, dot, 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 in Hollywood. In Hollywood? And uh, one of the things I got out of it is, I mean, big big surprise, Tarantino did a love letter film to, like, you know, 70s, 60s film. Mm-hmm. But one of the things in it is uh, something that you would definitely see in movies of more of a 60s, 70s, but rarely see now is really like three minute scenes of just someone driving in a car <laughs> like uh in goldfinger that's one thing when you go back and watch goldfinger everybody says it's their favorite james bond movie but there's a scene where uh they they kill goldfinger kills this mobster guy puts him in the back of a trunk of a car uh what what's the uh, odd job gets in the car drives them they're in kentucky because goldfinger is raising uh i would, I would kentucky watch a derby movie, horses i would watch a whole road movie of odd job driving across kentucky with a body in his trunk well, having to stop for directions and this is about a 10 minute scene you know it would be funny if you got out and he's like and ordering uh, corn uh, uh. <laughs> yeah it's, it's down the street uh, uh. yeah that, that's how odd job talks so anyway he drives for about five minutes goes to a salvage yard they pick it up crush the car with the body inside of it i think there's gold inside of it too so they're gonna melt it down and pull the gold out separately and then he gets in another car drives all the way back to goldfinger's compound another five minute drive this is gonna be the this is gonna be the special feature. this is gonna be our patreon to get the uh hey uh it stopped recording, so we're just yeah. going to chat a little bit. We're good, so we're just going to let it roll. This is this is part two of this episode that so we that, haven't named yet. Should we just, in painstaking detail, describe our dongs to each other? 
No. And that's going to be for our Patreon. No, no. Uh, my vocabulary is not that advanced. Oh, wow. Whew. You remember the Swedish Chef episode. Yes, that's true. So we had a little bit of a problem. Uh, some about recording in this room. One time we recorded in here with Spencer King, and I forgot to turn my microphone on. This time, my 32-gigabyte hard drive uh, memory card, which I never thought was ever going to fill up, just filled up in the middle of the episode. So, <laughs> Hey, bright side. We had that episode where we were just out in the little cafe part. That's true. Smooth sailing. That's true. And the air conditioner's on out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. We're going to finish this we're episode we're up. For it. You guys won't even know a difference because I'm going to plug them together with my amazing editing skills. <laughs> and the only reason you're going to know what happened is because we're talking about it right here, right now oh, on Diners, leave. Drive-Ins, and Dives. We're going to leave We're gonna leave these 10 bits in? going to leave them in. Yeah, why not? This is what the people want. This is what the people are clamoring Maybe for. They shouldn't have brought up dongs. They want behind the scenes. Travis. Yes. You've, you've put me in a corner here. Dongs is money in, an, in, in the, some Asian country. You've put me in the dong corner. The dong corner? That's me in the Nobody dong puts corner. <laughs> the donger in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Talking anyway. about once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. So How was that? Uh, you know what? I I enjoyed it. I, I've had kind of a strange uh, sort of journey since I since I saw it in that I like Tarantino movies. I do. I'm not a huge fan of the Kill Bills. Other than those that, are my favorite ones. Really? Cause I like Uma Thurman I, more than I like Tarantino. There's something about them that it's in that, uh, Blade Runner category of movies that I should like. Hmm. Um, they're definitely have enough of a critical acclaim that I'm sure they're very good movies, but every time I say, and, and they're also both uh, just like Blade Runner every few years, I'll sit down and go, you know what, it's been a while. I'm, I'm an older, more refined gentleman. I'm going to try that again. And time and time again, Blade Runner and Kill Bill, the Kill Bill series, I watch them and go, nah, I still don't really care for them. I can't figure out why, but I just don't care for them. But uh, other than those, I... We may never know. I quite like all the Tarantino's movies. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is... Um, I would say it's unlike anything that he's done. Um, it maybe bears a little bit of resemblance to uh, Jackie Brown, which is my favorite Tarantino. It's Travis. my least favorite. I need you to know. Jackie Brown, my favorite. I went back and watched it a second time like two years ago, and I still didn't like it. Wow, boy. I Bridget Fonda couldn't even keep me watching it. Boy, I really, 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 really like Jackie Brown's a, uh, one of the few movies that all, it's one of those, like, I feel like watching something that I've seen before, and I, that's a movie I like enough that I'll watch again. That's one where enough people say they absolutely love it that I wonder what my problem is and why no, I don't like it. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's my Kill Bill Blade Runner thing of like, I have, why can't I like, like I want, I, Travis, I want to like Blade Runner. And every time I watch it, I'm like, ah, I'm just not really into this. I think it, the reason for Blade Runner, I saw it, I don't know, seven years ago and I had seen all the things that copied it. Yeah. So it wasn't new. Part of it, and this is 100% superficial, is it, it really bugs me every time that Deckard <laughs> is so ineffective yeah they, there's like a crawl edit that talks about how badass blade runners are and like everything everything deckard accomplishes in that movie he does purely by accident <laughs> like, like you know our dear departed rucker Hauer, he just decides to die yeah why not he's like he's breaking his fingers through the wall and then he just kind of stops and goes like yeah i guess i'll die now <laughs> you win 
Hey, I've got an announcement to make. Oh? Uh, there's a there's a countdown clock on this recorder I'm looking at. We've got just under eight hours on this card. So I could have oh. seen I could have seen that we were wow. going to run out. I just Boy, never bothered looking. We could uh, we could go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and have three or five hours left. I do recall when I first started using that card way back last year, I think we had like a hundred something hours on it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. So we've put a few miles on that card. I mean, some of it is my stand-up uh, recordings, too. So it's not just... You haven't clear- do, you, do you clear your cards? Or you just that, that one's going to go on the... I have cleared it. I'll have to clear that one again, but I just made a throwing motion for the audience. Yeah, I don't. I don't save it, but just because I edit sometimes, so I don't save them. I save them on the computer, on the pewter. Okay, on the pewter. On the pewter. So, uh, <laughs> uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, and like I said, it's a long movie. Um, kind of. Uh, Who steals like- it? Leo oh, or Brad Pitt? For me, Brad Pitt, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Leo and Brad are uh, Leo Di- Leo DiCaprio. We're friends. I can call him that. Leo DiCaprio is very skilled. He is. Uh, he does an interesting thing in this movie where. Can I say something? Leo DiCaprio, two signs in one. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that next time I see him. He's a Leo, and what's the other one? Uh. You, are you going for Capricorn? Capricorn, yeah. yeah. Leo to Capricorn. <clears throat> Leo to Capro. It's close enough. Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. That's, uh, that's what fine. I do. Leonardo DiCaprio, very skilled in a way that he is doing a very good job portraying bad acting. <laughs> but, but not even bad, just uh, over-the-top acting, which just isn't his thing. But then outside of that, doing very good acting. But Brad Pitt, aside from doing some good acting, he is just so charming. His I always character like, is so like, oh, I just want to watch a whole movie of this guy. I always like Brad Pitt in the Oceans movies. I like him playing that kind of character. Yeah. Like, you know, he knows constantly some stuff eating. and he can take care of things. <laughs> well, yeah, he is out constantly snacking. I mean, knows stuff and is constantly taking care of business is a pretty good description of his character, Cliff. But you think you think he doesn't care or he's a goofball and he, he can't do it. But deep down, he knows what he's doing and he's he's letting you think <clears throat> that. So you'll be surprised when he pulls it off. Um, I would say it feels like the, and I, I don't think I'm saying this as a, as a pejorative. It feels like the plot is kind of meandering. Like we're just showing a couple of days of what happens to a few of these people. That's going to culminate in a big moment. That's it's kind of a similar to uh, Inglorious Bastards of like a sort of what if history scenario. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think some of that's kind of out there, but I'm not going to say any of it right now just because the movie's really fresh. But there's, it's a lot of kind of uh, a couple of three or four characters that you're showing a little bit of what their life's like for a few days, and then it culminates in a big thing happening at the end. Can you spoil what happens to Sharon Tate? I can, <laughs> I can spoil that nothing happens to Sharon Tate. What? <laughs> I guess, I guess wow. if we're going to do that. Because, yeah, that's the... I mean, she's in the movie. I just assumed she was going to get killed. I guess, hey, shoot. No, don't bad. spoil it. Don't spoil it. I was just making a joke because she's a real-life person that, that died Robey in real life. So. Mar- Margot Robbie is Sharon Tate. Is, uh, is, it's, I don't know much about Sharon Tate. I don't so either. I'm not sure what to make of the performance. She's, she's fine. She, there, there's nothing that goes, oh, she stinks at this. It's just a matter of, um, uh, I guess a better way of saying it is, 
if you're someone who's keyed into that era of Hollywood, I think there's just tons of things in the movie that will like like just scales falling from your eyes <laughs> if you know a lot about that era of Hollywood. And I guess the the whole Sharon Tate story in particular. Yeah. Um, watching it, I think I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's it's really well shot. You think you enjoyed it? That's the thing about it is. <laughs> I think I enjoyed it. I can't entirely figure out why, <laughs> but also I can't make up a strong argument for why I didn't like it. Okay. I just know that I came out of I know that I watched the movie, had a good time while I was watching it, came out of the movie with a feeling of I had a good time watching that movie. I really like I said it's it's a really well shot. A lot of the a lot of the just filming is gorgeous. Um Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in particular are very watchable (laughs) and even though even though uh there's not necessarily a plot with them that has a beginning middle and an end you're just like you're glad to watch uh leonardo dicaprio just go work on a work as as kind of a uh past his prime actor on a as kind of an not an extra as a second banana in a cowboy tv show (laughs) and his experience with that and his struggles with that and it, it, like I said, it doesn't necessarily play huge, hugely into the overall plot, but it's. I just really enjoy watching it. Sounds um, interesting. This is Tarantino's most foot-ridden film by far. Do a lot of walking, or show a lot of feet. Show a lot of feet. You know he's got a foot fetish, and it's out now. I think it, people know about it I, now. It, it, so I guess he's like, well, there, everybody yeah. knows about it. There's there's sort of speculation of like he's trying to troll people with it, but I'm not. I am not kidding you. There is a scene where Dr- Brad Pitt is driving in a car with a hippie girl. There is a, there is kind of like a one-minute shot where literally her feet is a character in the shot. <laughs> it's that uh, it's that upfront and apparent. Hmm. I, it was funny because uh, I went with my friend Chester to see it, and before the film started, we kind of were talking about like, oh, you know, I've heard stuff about this isn't really like a lot of his work. Um, and so the joke, you know, the jokes we're running as well. Tarantino movies are, uh, you know, at least one kind of very conspicuous shot of a woman's feet, and he's going to find a way to say the N word for no reason. <laughs> and we're like, oh, I wonder right. if he's not going to do that. And that's why he made Django. Spoilers: He found a way not to say the N word, but then it's just feet all the feet. And everywhere. we would keep like much like that that gag with like Chappie. Every time there was a prominent shot of women's feet, like we'd turn and look at each other and just say, a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> uh, also, just a warning for anyone out there who's going to see it. Uh, one of the most violent and brutal things that I've ever seen, even for a Tarantino movie. So if, uh, oh. you know, I mean, if you've watched enough Tarantino movies, you're familiar with bru- you know, brutal scenes. If you're not so much and uh particularly like visceral brutality is difficult for you. There is a big thing in that movie that is just like, I can't, I can't stress enough of someone who's watched that stuff and is, you know, just can hand can quote unquote handle it. Even at the end of the scene, I was just like, wow, that was wow. Wow. I can't believe how how rough that got. You're really selling it on once upon a time in Hollywood. See it before Tarantino finally gets his Oscar. Cause he, he made a movie that was just a love letter to Hollywood. Yeah, it was about Hollywood, and that. that's what Hollywood really loves. We love us. Speaking of movies that I couldn't tell if I liked it or I didn't like it, I saw Pet Cemetery, the new the remake. Hmm. 
Are you <sighs> any kind of fan of the original? Or I never saw the original. Hadn't. I mean, I kind of had a, a a sort of idea what it was. About. I thought it was just about cats that came back and killed people. I didn't know what it was about. And I'm I'm assuming this movie is similar to the original. I have I, no idea. I haven't seen either of them. Okay, well, I don't like kids dying in a violent manner necessarily in movies. And spoiler alert: Pet Cemetery's been out for thirty something years. You guys, uh, there's a girl who gets hit by a truck. They, she dies. Dad loses his mind. Can't take it anymore. Uh, there's there's some land that he owns. That he bought a bunch of land anyway. And it's like an ancient Indian burial ground or something, or there's some like Wendigo or something that lives there. Aren't we talking about poltergeist? When you bury something there, it comes back to life. So he digs her up, buries her there, because he had done it with her cat, and the cat came back to life. The cat's actually the reason she dies, because he dumps the cat off because it attacked her, and the cat came back and was standing in the middle of the road. So the girl comes out to get the cat going, oh, you're back, you're back. Uh, Cat's named Church for Winston Churchill. So she's out like fawning over the cat, trying to get the cat to love her back. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, here comes a semi truck, just flattens her anyway. So she comes back to life, becomes evil. So, so she's, she's the slasher in this movie. She's chopping up her family and then she drags them, buries them. So they come back and one after the other and after the other, she brutally murders John Lithgow <laughs> really, really bad. Huh? Cuts his Achilles tendon at one point. Oh, that's how that's she gets him to the, the ground. Ones I don't care for. Yeah, I was like, Ugh. that's one that I've never liked. Ugh. Yeah, grody. So, I don't know. I kind of liked it, but at the same time, I kind of really hated it. What got you? Like, so obviously the the killing in it was kind of not your jam. Was it? Were there like with it? Was it was the go? fact that it was a little girl doing it. I think that bothered me, and the little girl died in the first place because she was like a, a sweet little character. Like yeah. an innocent, she was like nine or something. So what? Like that. What was the? What were the things that were redeeming? Was it Lithgow? Was Lithgow it? was really good in it. I kept waiting for him just to be creepy, but he he general? was just a lonely old man, kind of. He delivers and the the popular. Sometimes be dead is better. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes uh, was it was it better. that my beloved Starcrawler did the song for it? Maybe. Is, oh, is that who did Pet Cemetery yeah, at the end? I don't want yeah. to be buried. Uh, it was, I um, didn't know it the was Ramones for the original and Starcrawler did the one for the, I prefer one. the Ramones, but the Starcrawler one was all right too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, man, I'm not going to try and, I'm not going to try and stack my, uh, beloved Starcrawler necessarily up against, uh, the Ramones. It was so. okay though. I mean, if you like that kind of movie, you're going to like it. I just don't like dead kids and oh, things. It's just, it's not my deal. Did we ever talk about that? The, the, they've kind of figured out how they're, that they're going to keep going with the Halloween movies. No, I I knew that they were going to make two more. Yeah, yeah, they announced that. I can't. I think the last one's called Halloween Ends, and I can't remember what the other one's called. The other one's called Halloween Moves to Saturday every year. That'll yeah. be the last one. <laughs> That's the new thing. People want to move Halloween to the last Saturday of October. I'm not mad at. It. Look, man. Look, if we man, do that, we I want to do it with all the holidays. Yes. Yes. Okay. And why, why is Thanksgiving Wait, whoa, on a Thursday? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's move Thanksgiving Traff, to a Friday. Traff, no, let's move it to the holidays we don't already get off work. <laughs> Columbus Day, 
Put it on a Saturday. I, I'm off on Columbus Day. The, the 4th of July. Thanks for all you did for me, Christopher. I want them to make the 4th of July is on a Saturday, and it has to still be called the 4th of July. The 4th of July, no matter what it is. <laughs> It'll be like the 4th, 4th of July, because yeah. <laughs> it's no, four but, days later. Hey, look, Halloween in particular, I like, I like a good Halloween party. And it's always a matter of like, well, do we do it? Do we try and do it on Halloween and work around work? Because... You know, we're going to have grown-up drinks and then just pay the price the next day or do we, you know. I know ki- do I, do? Kids like it because they get to dress up and go to school. I guess they don't really do that anymore, though. When we were kids, we had a freaking parade. Yeah, they still do that, but it's, it's – they can't wear masks, so I find that – I like masks. So I wasn't I allowed that, to wear masks as a kid anyway, really? so yeah. Yeah, I was. I don't know why. I've to- it I've had told something to do I- with the devil. Like I, <laughs> oh, you weren't allowed, like. Is this a family thing? Yeah, really. Like, like you can, <laughs> the devil can disguise himself if he's wearing a Casper mask. I guess. <laughs> you said I devil. don't know. So, um, no, I. Well, what does that have to do with me wearing a mask? I don't yeah. Know, like, if the devil's wearing a disguise, why can't I wear one? Too? Well, I told you about uh, one of my favorite things when I was a kid. Uh, like the my two best costumes were my mom made me a really great Orco costume. And that was like I was a damn celebrity at school. <laughs> like every classroom I went into, the crowd went buck wild when they saw that Orko made the scene. <laughs> the other one that was a, the fun, one of the funnest ones was in grade school. My mom got me one of those like super 80s uh, C-3PO costumes that was just like the plastic mask that would cut your tongue. I had Yoda. And then one of the just the, the like mylar sheet that had what looked like a... It was basically what a college wrestler wears to drop 10 pounds in one afternoon so he can make weight. Is that what it is? Basically. You're just wearing a garbage yeah. bag, so you yeah. sweat so bad. And you get hypothermia because you've sweat. Every ounce of body or water in your body has now left your body and is on the outside. And then you go outside into the cold air, and it freezes that on you, and you start getting hypothermia, and you're dehydrated. And all you can think about is getting candy and you get back and they're like, nope, we got to check it and make sure there's not razor blades in it. So how many, how many razor blades did you ever find in candy? None. They weren't out there. Exactly. Yeah. My fa- it was, uh, I, I had the C-3PO costume, but I was also kayfabing C-3PO. So we would go into the classrooms and like some kids would go, oh, nice C-3PO. Oh, why thank you very much. Do, 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 and doing with the arms and things like that. Shout out to the the bad well not the bad year but the year that I did that uh, Martin Short character that I can't remember his Ed name. Grimley Ed Grimley the one year shout out for <laughs> the shame of that of my mom let me do it and no one knew who I was he didn't know any better <laughs> I I I I have no idea it was just a matter of I love that Ed Grimley character and I'm like hey mom I want it because I do remember my mom trying to talk me out of it, being like, are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. It would have been one thing if it was a huge Saturday Night Live character, but it, it I think he did it on he did it on <laughs> SNL maybe a couple times, I'm gonna, but he did it on SCTV is where it actually became it? famous. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going uh, to, there was a cartoon show. There was a, car, a Saturday morning I cartoon, I, I remember. I do so. remember the Ed Grimley cartoon. So there you go. There that's you go. My, my Jake's dorky childhood. Can I ask you something? Sure. What you got for me? What's up with cats? <laughs> Late to the party on the the cats trailer. It's been on my list for about three weeks. <laughs> I watched that trailer once and I cannot bring myself to go back to it. It's insane. It's crazy. 
And then it shows them small jumping on a bed like they're really tiny cats. Let's just... It's just people dressed in leotards. It is so weird. Doing like meow puns. Have you have you ever seen <laughs> Or cats? saying perfect. Have you ever seen cats? No. The only thing I ever hear about it, I, I have self-respect. All anyone ever says about it is there's no story. It's just like two hours of cats introducing themselves. I know memories. That's a good song. That's the only reason it's popular. There, there's an episode of... There's uh, a character named Rum Tum Tuggers. That's Rum as Tum far Tugger. as I know is it being popular. <sighs> anyway, uh, there's an episode of Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. It's one of it's the last season. And there's a character on there named uh, Titus. He's a yes. he's a failed Titus, actor. Titus Andronicus? Tan, Titus Andromedon. Yeah, so no, he's no. a failed actor. Uh, in the last season, he becomes like a, a junior high drama teacher. Really? Yeah, and he takes uh, the the drama kids on a field trip to go see cats. And halfway through, like a kid's kind of talking trash to him, like, how come you couldn't be in this? How come you're teaching us instead of doing this? So he like goes and he's digging through like a dumpster behind the theater and grabbing all these random things and create, this is at uh, the intermission, he creates his own little cat costume. And there's a point where the cats come into the crowd to start like like pawing on people, oh my and God. he uses that opportunity to join the cast. Oh, I would hate that so much. And goes up and sings a solo and does all this stuff. Anyway, you find out afterward uh, that's how pe- everybody in the show joined the cast. They just dressed up like a cat and joined in and started singing, and that's that's how the actual show Cats started. Oh, it's, it's not Andrew Lloyd Webber. It <laughs> yeah, it's just not an accident. Yeah, and they're like, he's, yeah, well, Titus goes, well, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote it, and they go, did he? And he takes a closer look at the poster, and it's somebody else's name, and <laughs> like every, every point he brings Hoyd up, they're like, gender? is it? <laughs> so, and they find out the only reason they go into the crowd is because the only people that see Cats are elderly people and children, and they're the most people uh, that are most likely to drop things, like phones or power cords or <laughs> Or money. What, it's just a grift? Yeah, they go into the crowd (laughs) to pick things up that have fallen on the floor. And and that's how they, like, make their rent. (laughs) Wow, man, that is a a really intricate way of explaining what Cats is. It's an excellent episode. That's, like, seriously one of the best shows on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I love Kimish. Gabe and I, we (laughs) we will still reminisce on that one episode where Titus... uh, Gosh, was he the Wolfman? No, he wasn't the Wolfman at that point. It was he was, it was just that he was trying to impress that guy who was the guy running the restaurant, and he right. scared him and he fell over. And when he rises back up, like like an old timey movie of someone rising like from the grave, Frankenstein or yeah, yeah. God, I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> and just thinking about that, it's um, it's similar to like a Thirty Rock of. Well, Tina Fey I, wrote it. Yeah, That's Tina Fey wrote. I mean, Rock, yeah, so. it's sim- definitely similar that way, but. Those kind of shows, I love when they'll go really great lengths to make a joke <laughs> like that. Right. And, and then they'll call it back a couple of years later after you've it. And it's, it's about just it. the same thing with that Cats thing you were talking about is they really workshopped a really <laughs> crazy explanation for something that's already dumb. And then he, he tells his manager, who is Jacqueline... And she starts managing Greg Kinnear because nothing's going on for Greg Kinnear. Is he it real Greg Kinnear? Real, real Greg <laughs> Kinnear. So Greg Kinnear goes and joins the the cast of Cats. Was Greg Kinnear a sports announcer? No, he Where'd was on. Know? No, he was on the the Soup. Is that where he came from? Yeah, I think he was after John Henson. He was on the Soup, and then I think I want to say he did. 
He did like a couple of movies. Yeah, he did a few movies. He did the, what was the as good as it gets. Was he in that? Yeah, he's the guy that had AIDS. There was Helen Hunt and Greg Kinnear and Jack Nicholson. Yes. And then Jack he was in. Nicholson. Wasn't he in a movie where yeah. he was an angel? I think so. He was in a movie called Dear God, where yeah, he like worked at a post office or something. I never like, saw it. Too close of, to home. A lot of angel-based media in the '90s. Yeah, they brought back uh, that. Chris Rock did. Uh, was it Heaven Can Wait or something like that? Did he remember that? Uh, yeah. You know, there was of course Dogma. There was. Uh, is look, Dogma angel-based? Really? Yes. 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 Okay. It is heavily okay. angel-based. Okay. Okay. But uh, I mean, we're beating around the bush. We're. We haven't talked about the Barbara, king, the king of all angel movies. Travis, we're going to have oh, to talk about boy. Michael. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael, that was Travolta's so the, stupid. Michael and uh, the only we, good thing about that movie is uh, Clapton had a song that uh, I could change the world. I could be the sunlight in your universe. Remember that song? That was from that movie. I remember that movie. And what was the Travolta movie where cancer gave him Professor X powers? <sighs> I know what you're talking about. It was right about I, the same time. For some time. reason, I feel like it's also called Michael somehow. No, no. <laughs> it was called, it was like, it was one word. Not Inception, but something like that. <laughs> I have to know. I have to know. Look it up. <laughs> okay. Look it up. I have the, to know. Those two I movies, to know. I swear to God, those two movies came out in the same week somehow. Yeah, there was another one that he did, and it had Harry Belafonte called White Man's Burden. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember White Man's Burden. Where, where the, the black people were the dominant, or yeah, the, the yeah. majority race, <laughs> and white people were, oh my God, the movies that were having made. a hard time. <laughs> like, like, again, the 90s, uh, okay, we got White Man's Burden. We also, did you ever see Bullworth? I saw, yes, that's where... Uh, Ned, not Ned, Ned Beatty. Uh, Warren Beatty runs for president. Right? Warren Beatty is the rapping senator. Yeah, he was basically Bill Clinton. Oh, that was God. that was basically Bill Clinton playing the saxophone. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about boy, I hadn't thought about white man's burden in a while. <laughs> white man's burden. I remember Harry Belafonte takes him out uh, for a hamburger. The hairiest of Belafonte. The hairiest. Uh, Dale. Oh boy. Me say day. I, I want to try. Give me a hint. I want to try and get you there, Trav. Uh, if something happens, you're like, "Wow, that's pretty crazy." Phenomenon. There you go. <laughs> yes. I knew it was a one-word weird word through, like that. <laughs> we're just gonna go through like bad Travolta for like. Look, are we gonna talk about Operation Swordfish? <laughs> oh yeah, Swordfish. Jeez. Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Phenomenon. Do 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 do. I know it's phenomena. Everybody, you don't need to write Boy. me. I know. Do you think the Do you think Quentin Tarantino ever looks back at Travolta's career and thinks like, I really shouldn't have let him be in Pulp Fiction. I, <laughs> I unleashed a bad beast. No, no, I think he was perfect for that for that part. You know. Oh, he's good in that. Yeah, but that got him back into like, you know that bacon <laughs> tastes good. That definitely brought us Pork Michael. Chops taste good. <laughs> so he, weird in that. It looks like an angel that's an like an eighties Dennis Miller. He's got that <laughs> hair. Oh my god! He looks like Nicolas Cage now. Like, shouldn't he have been punished for "Look Who's Talking"? Oh yeah, that's kind of what sent him off. Actually, well, that I mean, was one of the last things he did for about ten years. Yeah, that that was. It, well, I mean, he made he made "Look Who's Talking." Bruce too. Willis was the T-O-O, voice of the kid, and he made "Look Who's Talking" now. That was Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley was in those. Yes, man, Kirstie Alley was hot in the eighties. Man, you remember Travis? Do we need to talk about how those movies began? 
I thought Kirstie Alley was in the um, the Masters of the Universe for a long time. I no, thought she was the uh, evil in like character. What is? Do you know that woman's name? I, think I don't she's, know her name. No. I think she is also in. Uh, she's also in Blind Fury. Now you got oh, really? so I can wow. look that up. Just so I yeah, can I thought for sure that sure. was Kirstie Alley. It, well, it's funny because when I was watching it, she's she's not in it very long, but I was thinking like, oh yeah, she she has she got Kirstie Alley eyes. <laughs> Well, oh, you were talking about Look Who's Talking. For the first one, it was just the baby, right? I remember yes. how uncomfortable I was watching that with my parents when the, the sperm finds that the egg. That was what I was getting at. How those, <laughs> uh, Meg, Meg Foster is the woman I'm thinking of. Meg I need Foster. to see if she was in Masters of the Universe, though. Is she related yeah, to she Jodie is in Foster? The, she is in the Masters of the Universe. Is she related to Meg Ryan? Well, oh my we'll gosh, never give, know. Me a mi- give me a minute. She's not related to Meg Ryan. It's the same first name. That's not how it works. I was being sarcastic. I don't think she's related to Jodie Foster either, but you never know. Oh, it children, could, Christopher could. Star. Oh, yeah. You know. You know. You know, Christopher Star. But <laughs> you know what? Since we're talking about Meg Ryan, I'm going to transition into Travis. Interspace? No. D- Travis, I watched Du Bois. Actually, Interspace is going to get in on this too. Oh, wow. That was very serendipitous. So I'm watching Du Bois, the new uh, – the. The series on uh, Amazon Prime on Amazon Prime that I kind of wasn't gonna watch. Yeah, I kind of decided I wasn't gonna watch it either because it, it, it's based on a Garth Ennis story, and Garth Ennis is the the Garth Brooks of writing the boys. Kind of okay. <laughs> Garth Ennis, uh, the Garth Algar. Saying he's the he's the darkest writer is. Not giving people who are good at dark writing enough credit. Dark Ennis, or Dark Ennis. Darker than Stephen King? In a similar vein of, Garth Ennis writes the most brutal, like, uh, goes there stories that can be good stories. Oh, no, he like did the boys, stories. But also are like, oh, I feel, I feel filthy after reading this. Is it the boys with an S or a Z? With an S. Eh, it's so not from Utah. Watching the boys... You have this young character, Hugh, Dancy. Huey, who I, I'm looking at. And I'm going like, boy, he looks like a, he looks like a really young Michael Shannon. I'm like, I wonder if he's Michael Shannon's kid. Is it? And I look him up. The actor's name is Jack Quaid. Really? Son of Meg Ryan and, and Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. And then wow. when I look, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, he is definitely his father's son. Hmm. But also very good in it. All right. Very. Who good. does he play? He plays Huey, just as sort oh, of. He's Huey. So th- I mean, this happens right at the start of it. The way it's set up is you have you have basically a uh, Justice League equivalent. Okay. And this kid is very flawed. This young, right? This, oh, <laughs> I think flawed. I, I think yeah, flawed isn't even really. If they just, had if they had zero morals, basically. They're just they're just assholes. They're terrible, terrible assholes. Which I think is maybe a. It's a Garth Ennis flaw in the story in that I, I think in the comic they're just all terrible. Hmm. In this, uh, you have basically two two women, the young the young upstart and the kind of Wonder Woman uh, analog who aren't really aren't bad. Okay. But everyone else is just the bottom of the barrel disgusting. Hmm. Um so this, this Not young my guy. kind of folks, Jake. Yeah. Oh. They're no Taylor Swift well, in the movie Cats. They're <laughs> oh. oh, man. Cindy might make me go see that now. I don't know. Taylor Swift's in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Travis, can I, Travis, can I just Travis, see that part? Travis, you need to calm down. Can I go for popcorn except for that part? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Jennifer Hudson's in it. You need she's to, an amazing talent. Travis, you need to calm down. But she looks like a monster the way they dress. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she's scary. They all look like monsters, not just her, but yeah, she's, one of the, look- she's one of the greatest singers on the planet. Like, she should probably be the most famous person in that movie. Who is the top? Who is kind of the top build person? in? Uh, I don't know who she is. Yeah. I have no idea. I think I looked it up and I still didn't know. It's, it's, it's an unknown to me person. Anyway, you're talking right. about the boys. So I was talking about slightly, cats. slightly more palatable than cats is Garth Ennis stories. Uh, you have this young kid. He's kind of a wishy washy guy. He's got this girlfriend who wants to push him to be more. They're as s- they do, as they, women, am I right? Women, they no. want you to be the best you can be. No, they, what's they, up with that? They have this great relationship. She's, he's kind of like I said, wishy washy. She's kind of like, hey, you know, you're better than this. You should do more. And he's like, oh, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not really someone who steps up. And they're having this kind of heart to heart conversation, and this universe's equivalent of the Flash runs right through her, explodes her. Oh no. <laughs> And in the wake of that, he meets Carl Urban's character, Butcher. Butcher. Who is someone who has had something Butcher. like this happen to him and has taken it upon himself with some other people to start killing superheroes. They don't sound very heroic. To no, me, that. So. And that's, like I said, one of the flaws of it, and it's a very Garth Ennis thing, is they're so disgustingly evil hmm. that it. It's like they're so 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 bad that them not being able to the 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 world at large not knowing about how bad they are almost seems farcical <laughs> they're just they're just oozing like they're so especially they're the, just blind to the powers the super the superman analog of it is just so so he is the worst i mean most people if they had superman's powers probably would misuse them i mean sir sure. with great Entirely. power comes great responsibility i, feel I don't like, know if you've ever heard that i know that the you know it's a it's again shoveling some dirt on some well-trodden ground of you know superheroes would be bad if they had those powers I'm like okay you know it, it would be hard for like a marvel or a dc to try to write a story and take one of their any of their characters and make them all the way bad and have it stick they, they never do they they'll, they'll try sometimes but they never they never hold to it right and at best like you know, uh, you know, Marvel's history of uh, Ant-Man is he slapped his wife once. And that's the only thing they can kind of hold on to is that he slapped his wife once. Right. Or hit his wife once. Which is, which is bad. It is bad. But even that, they, you know, that, that character, the Hank Pym character, has still always been a hero. That, that wasn't his fall by any measure. Right. It's them trying to make them interesting by... By showing flaws, because people say Captain America's boring, Superman's boring. Why they always do the right thing? That's so boring. I don't think that's boring. If you can figure out how to write it correctly, I think it's very interesting to tell a story of somebody who has these amazing powers and doesn't misuse them. Yeah, and they've got to have an inner struggle to occasionally misuse them. Yeah, and, but also then it makes it it becomes really difficult to write a legacy character if. You know, uh, hey, guess guess who else Garth Ennis has written a lot of? He's written a lot of the the like I think he wrote a lot of the Punisher Max stuff. Okay, the really heavy Punisher yeah. stuff. Yeah, and those are ones where 
one of one of the good things that came out of Garth Ennis is he w- he got deep into the more of like uh, Frank Frank Castle is a monster. Mm-hmm. He's a monster that they he's that's been pointed at a problem, but he's also a monster. He's Dexter. Yeah, I mean Dexter is killing killers, but he's he's got a, a darkness inside of him. So as much of those sanitized, as much as those sanitized stories can't really ever go dark, is a problem. The boys how dark they are without their without anybody knowing about it or that all of them are all other than just those two the two women all of them are kind of dirtbags there's all not one male redeeming character that I, has I superpowers think, in the whole I don't think that cuz the, there's they're irredeemable female characters okay but uh also it's just a matter of it seems like there there's a world full of heroes but none of it has good intentions behind it. And that's kind of a bummer. You're not really selling me on it. It's kind of what I thought it was oh, going to be. And I here, kind of am though. not in the mood for it. Here's you know? the thing though. Here's the thing though, Trav Carl Urban's in it. Okay. That takes it up a lot. I stood next to him once. Big guy. Not as big as me, but fair sized guy. Yeah. He's, he is really good in that. He, he he's, He's got a Cockney thing going on, so if you're more used to the Bones character, he's... Damn it, Jim. Yeah. Uh, he's really good in it. Like I said, the this Quaid kid, he's he's extremely good in it. That's what you're going to get is the performances. The guy who is... Uh, the character's name's Homelander, the kind of Superman analog. Mm-hmm. The guy who's playing him is... Again, it's a slimy, irredeemable character, but the way that he plays it between like smiling, front-faced you know, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Smiley, like mom and pop apple pie character to, as soon as the cameras are off the way his face falls and he becomes, Hmm. you know, this disaffected evil. He's just a a big phony. Yeah. He's played by a one eighty. eighty. You familiar with Anthony star at all? Anthony star. No, he's, he's Homelander. Isn't he really good? Meg Foster's son. Something Chris Starr or something. I don't know. I, no, it's not not quite that guy. But a lot of the performances. Are I know in Martin Starr. Hey, how about this one, Trab? Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue's in it. Elizabeth Shue is in it. <sighs> Why'd you do that to me? Uh-oh. Now I might have to watch it. I, I'm going to tell you this though, Trab. I don't think you would like it. It, it. it gets brutal on a level that can be really hard to watch. Well, yeah. If it's brutal, I. I never saw uh, Leaving Las Vegas, even though Elizabeth shoes in it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. There's a lot of brutality. There's a lot of just goriness. There's some real uncomfortable, you know, typey stuff. Mm. There's. I'm not opposed to that. I just don't like uh, irredeemable characters as the I main character. I would say character. a flaw in it is that. That's the, fine as a villain, but when they're supposed to be the heroes, it's the, not my cup of tea. The the like I know Justice I know the analogs. message is don't don't necessarily trust the outward uh, appearance of everything. I, yeah. I understand that I get the message of it, but I already know that. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. The stuff that's in the the commercials, like the the head pop that's in the commercials, in the practice of the show, it's still gross. It has more context. But to have what it, a way to go! It has, <laughs> it has more context to make it have more th- to be a little more than just a really like oh we're gonna do you know sitting on somebody's face and makes the head pop to be just edge lordy because right. it's it's still definitely that mm-hmm. but it has some context to it. Well, I'm guessing the guy so, was a, a bad dude. 
Uh, no. No? Not not really. Not really? No, not really. Well, that sucks. But what a way to go. So, <laughs> The Boys, if you if you like something that's uh, very R-rated, and uh, if you like a Garth Ennis story, you're probably going to really like The Boys. All right. Let's, we're going to wrap this up here in a second. Let's talk about a couple like news things real quick. Uh, George Miller, uh, there's talks about him making more uh, Mad Max movies. Yeah. I, Extension I, of the, the Fury Road stuff. Fury Road, my favorite movie of I don't know, the last, last decade or so. I don't know. It was amazing how, I mean, I think people thought, oh, cool, Mad Max, that should be fun. But the way it exploded and the word of mouth it built, it was kind of out of nowhere i mean not necessarily out of nowhere but unexpected and a pleasant surprise just that it thinking of the idea of making a modern mad max movie and have it be what it ended up being just like you know charlie's throne's just amazing performance yeah she kills it she kills you know, it. F- finding out that it's kind of not that much of a mad max movie and being like wow it's still amazing yeah it was it was more about all her the, than, than all about the him. crazy practical car stunts. It's just a gorgeous movie. Gorgeous. Still, you know, a bunch of ridiculous characters that it doesn't come off. I don't think it comes off as he's trying too hard to ape characters from previous movies that, you know, he figured out this well fleshed out world. And like, I absolutely give me more of that, please. Amazing score. Looking forward to it. I mean, he's in his late seventies, so hopefully he can get the, hopefully the stories worked out real doesn't quick. Take as much as, or hopefully as he lasts another fifteen years. You know, sure. Why not? They get there, but sometimes they don't. So let's just write it quick. He made that movie <laughs> at his age, so yeah, he's, yeah, no he's kidding. Probably, he's got a little bit of pep, certainly. No kidding. So a couple other things. We got Tom Holland coming to Fan X. Sure, that should be fun. Say hi to him. People are going bananas about that. Uh, I I doubt I'll see him. <laughs> you never know. Trey. It's probably going to be three hundred dollars for a photo op. So you I don't think know. I don't think I, I'm going to do that. Well deserved. Like that. That's a ridiculous. No, good price, for him. Yeah, and people will pay Tom it. Tom Holland came comes to. Our, I just don't think I'm going to pay it. Our moderate uh, convention. Lately, yeah. I mean, it, I guess, it'll be cool. But I guess that's also strange. I I'm constantly surprised by the fairly high tier air or. Yeah, high-tier actors that come to these comic book shows. They've had Chris Evans. They've had Jason Momoa a few times. I mean... It's it's heartening. People act I, like nobody famous will ever come to Utah. Have you ever heard of a little thing called Sundance? They come to Utah all the time. They come to Wise Guys. All, it's, it's amazing. Like These amazing comics come to Wise Guys all the time, and they love it here. Well, but w- when you're in line with them, people always go... Thank you for coming here. I can't believe you came here. Of course they're going to come here. They're, it's it's a great venue. Well, it's it's great crowds. People treat them nicely. Listening to take care uh, of them. Of course they're going to come here. Listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of fairly big like LA comics talk about just Keith has has made a really good reputation for this club and comics. A lot of comics when they bring up like oh you, I'm you know going to Wise Guys like oh I love going to Wise Guys great cat great crowds and Keith always treats us really well. There's comics that come to Wise Guys that every other city they're going to they're doing theaters. Yeah. And they could do a theater here, but they know they're going to get taken care of and they know it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah. So people will come to Utah if if we do a good job when they get here. I'm, I'm not even saying like everybody, you know, pick up Tom Holland and carry him around so his feet never get dirty. I'm not saying that. So, just be nice. Don't be weird. 
Don't slight, be weird. A slight, a slight question. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've hung with you for some fanatic stuff. It seems like there's a lot of people who sign up to be here and just kind of last minute. Like, uh, didn't Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, did yeah. he last minute Bat bug Fleck. it up? Yeah, but he had extenuating, I can't say the word, he went to rehab. <laughs> that's yeah. basically what, that's why he didn't come. He, he got checked into rehab. So I guess. Jennifer Garner probably saved his life. You think uh, you think Holland shows? I don't see why not. And I Will mean, we be the recipient of young Mr. Holland's opus? <laughs> I hope not. No, there's always an opportunity where he... Travis, uh, don't be gross. That's not what an opus is. To receive it? Rece- you got to let it in. If you don't let it into your heart, you're never going to enjoy the opus. Let, let my opus open the door. Yep. Yeah, okay. Let my opus open the door to your heart. Anyway, there's always a possibility he might get a movie or something like that. I guess and has to cancel, that's, uh, but, I, and that I, does happen. I have no real, I have, I, I have no real, uh, the problem is flaky people. It's, it's people it, yeah. that, that actually even get here. They like, they've had this dude from the vampire diaries. I don't even know what his name is, but like twice he's actually come to town been in the hotel and been like i don't feel good i don't think i'll be appearing today so last minute they have to cancel everything yeah, I, don't, and that's, I don't know that's much about crap. the politics don't be of, a flake people i don't know the politics of uh if mr holland's opus was like i would love to do that or if it's maybe something of you know i've got this great great job with disney and marvel and they tell us hey we'd like you to hit these things or i mean that's a possibility i don't i don't think necessarily that him coming to Salt Lake is to promote <laughs> the Marvel universe. I think I think it's there. I mean, by that token, why would Ben Affleck do it? Money. He, he's got to be like I. I don't know. Again, I'm not in. Obviously, I'm not in that world. I don't know that. You know. Uh, you think famous people don't like people uh, paying several hundred dollars to get a picture with them, and then in that min or that. 10 second period going you're amazing i love you everything you do is is so awesome you've made it you've made a difference in my life of course that makes him feel good hey uh what's his name tom uh tom biff uh tom wilson tom tom wilson has made it sound like it's not that cherry of a deal uh, i think maybe his situation's different than the situation of coming to a controlled environment like this i think Everywhere he went, people were like, back to the future, back to the future, back to the future. And he probably got annoyed with it. And he was trying to say, hey, I'm not Biff. I'm Tom Wilson. I'm a comedian. I'm funny. Come watch me do this. I'm not going to talk about back to the future. I'm going to talk about my day or I'm going to talk about my kids or something like that. And I could see where that gets a little annoying. Not if, but when we run into Tom Holland during Fan X, I'll... uh, Don't step on him. He's tiny. I'll have to have an off-the-record chat with him and see if he he can give me the... The real. He'll see you coming and he'll get some uh, spider webs out and go and swing away. Say, Tom, come on, dude. Bro. Bro, buddy. Okay, besides that, we also we're going to get a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series on Hulu. I'm excited Mm. for that. I love the books. I love the the movie, the Disney movie that came out. I thought it was completely underrated. I not super into it. I I had always heard that uh, Hitchhiker's Guide was kind of unfilmable. And going and seeing the movie, maybe it's a matter of that being familiar with the material makes it different for you. Just didn't really do anything. It's that it's that British sense of humor. There's a Monty Python bit to it, you know. Maybe it's just kind of 
yeah, snarky depressed and robots, a little so, dry. Yeah, you know. it's fun. It I like it. And there's also a John Wick spinoff. It's going to be a series called The Continental on Stars. Um, Wasn't I mean, The Continental the the uh, Christopher Walken character on Saturday Night Live? I I don't know. I never, I didn't watch that far into it. Where they would have a cameraman act like it was a woman. They they'd put like a wig on the cameraman oh, yeah. and put oh, a, yeah. put a glove on so you'd see a a woman's hand reach out and hit the oh. doorbell, and it's just like first person. Uh, all the cameraman is just filming uh, Christopher Walken answering oh. the door and like grabbing her hand and trying to kiss the hand and kind I'll of to, kind I'll of being have to a check that out a little bit being a creeper a Hollywood creeper. Would you like some champagne? <laughs> I'll have to check that out. That sounds funny. It is. Funny. Um, you know, Stars has Stars has done decent series, so I, you know, I'm, I'm I'll never see it if it's on Stars. That's the problem. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting a little bit wary of uh, spinoffs and reboots and sequels. I remember when when I saw the John Wick movies and we talked about it, and we both said it would be really cool if they did something with the story of the Continental. I'm, it's going to be a prequel. It's going to be before John Wick. Ooh, Maybe even optimistic. a young a young Ian McShane. Cautiously optimistic. It could be really cool. I'll, if it took it place its, in like the 60s or 70s or something like that, that'd be I'm pretty I'm going to give it its day in court. Maybe the 80s. We can have new Coke. The, the 70s, 80s, <laughs> 90s, and today. Not the 90s. That's, that's too soon. You think so? Hashtag too soon. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. We, st- we still had Keanu Reeves in the 90s. I mean, and technically we had him in the late oh, 80s, too. Keanu Reeves. Man, I, uh, something I really, I really hope Bill and Ted 3 is good. I really hope it's good. I hope so, too, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's got, you know, good people. Know. William Sadler's coming back. Uh, His you know, death. I like, I like Alex Winter a lot. And I mean, Keanu, come on. I mean, on, he's man. doing like documentaries now. He's a serious filmmaker. So it's kind of funny for him to go back. And, Is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's doing very well. A little bit to watch him on Twitter. He just seems, he seems like he's into doing it again. So. He doesn't really act much. He's more the behind the scenes in the, in the, oh, he's really the gonna, process. He's but we're going to knock it out on that. <laughs> just, just we'll saying. They're, they're movies that I'm kind of eternally charmed by. Even, you know, they're kind of dumb, but. Right. I really I really hope it's good. Hopefully, we'll see. All right. We should get out of here. Should we do some magic mic? Let's I'm half it. asleep from the heat. Now the AC's kicked on. Feels very nice. My pants are still on. You're welcome. There's something about Boy. this time of year where I just want to stand in front of a fan and just turn the fan on high. Just let it go. Just let it. Just let it go. <laughs> okay. Get cold. a fan job. Saying the cold doesn't bother you? <laughs> anyway. Cold never bothered me anyway. So, for Magic Mike, uh, I was wondering if you could do uh, Marvin the Martian for me. Marvin the Martian? All right. We could probably do that. There's there's Space Jam talk going on, right? Yeah, okay. It's okay. back in the news. We can do that. All right, I'm going to say the magic words. Strawberry shortcake. Hello. Hi. I am Marvin the Martian. Who is this? Uh, I'm Jake. Hello, Jake. Marvin, did you get my email? I did not get an email. I don't oh, check my man. email. Well, I mean, most of the... To be fair, most of the kids are into texting these days. You, I shot my computer with my ray gun. Well, I hope you got a good insurance plan, my man. Ronald ray gun. Oh, That's what oh, I named it. I named oh. it Ronald. Okay. So, so, Duder, Duder. Hey, uh, it's warm in here. I took my pants off. Oh, uh, you know what? 
Have you seen my thermometer? Uh, we're not... We already established we're not gonna... We're out of the dong zone. Have you ever wondered why I wear, like, a, uh, Spartan uniform? Yeah, look, I'm gonna cast your bottom half back to the dong zone. Whoa, I'm half... Whoa. That's gonna... You know, I'm I haven't done that out. before. This is weird. Whew. I kinda like it. So you're inhabiting, uh... You're inhabiting my friend Travis... First the, of all, the phantom is zone it? is both sucking and blowing at the same time. Well, then I sent the right hat. <laughs> um, so, uh, how does it feel? And inha- how does it feel to inhabit someone else? Well, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Mel Blank inhabited me for for many many years, as well as oh, many of my friends. What a treat! So I'm actually very very well versed on what it is like to inhabit and be inhabited. How's your green dog doing? Doing great. Why did you make him wear the hat? Because I had to. You had We're to? We're twinners! Uh, is that really your head, or is that supposed to, like, be shadowy? It's shadowy. Oh, and okay. also my head. What do you look... Well, jeez. Ugh. I'm Ugh. basically an olive. Marvin, I'm shook over here. <laughs> hey, how do you feel about the movie The Martian? <clears throat> Technically not a comedy. I know it won a Golden Globe for how, comedy. How, not a comedy. Being being a Martian of your uh, your, your own... Accurate portrayal of Mars? Here's the thing. I was very upset when they closed down my street to film it. I was like, the whole planet you can film on and you have to film on my street? You got places to go. How rude. I deserve compensation. Did they? No. Didn't even give you a part in it? Bite my thermometer. Oh, jeez. You ever get to meet Matt Damon? Of course not. No? It wouldn't even let you know him? No, no. You met Ben Affleck? Of course, I've met Ben Affleck. He's fallen on hard times, you know. I'm from Hollywood, Jake. Yeah, I guess yes. you are. Yes. So uh, we we met at rehab. <laughs> Marvin. Yes. Wow, I didn't know. I like the wine. How many How many years going now? How many years sober are you? Uh, seven months. Oh well, you know, it, not too long. Marvin, it's a lifelong struggle. We don't. You know. Technically, I'm not supposed to talk about it. I'm supposed to be anonymous. Uh, you know. Edit this out. Props on. Hey. Good job on what you're doing. Thank good you. Good job on what you're doing. Thank you. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> what's your friendship with you? You got any booze? Uh, not on me, I'm no. afraid. It's easy to be sober on Mars. <laughs> I, I don't think. Uh, There's I don't no think, booze. I don't think the body you're inhabiting drinks much, if at all. I would appreciate it if you could maybe stay off the sauce for us. All right, just for a few more minutes. It's, just hold out as much as you can. I'm close to Hollywood, much remember, closer than usual. I'm usually on Mars. Well, remember your dog. Oh, your yes. Dog, dog. Your dog wants things to go well for dog. you. Dog. I call him Mars Dog. Mars Dog. What up, Mars does Dog? He have a, does, he, <laughs> does he have a theme song that you sing for him? Yeah. When he comes to the house? It's the, it's the, I want chicken, I want liver, meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. I know he's a dog and not a cat, but I, he really likes that song. Yeah, well, I, hey, I have, uh, I have theme songs I've written for my dogs. You know, it's, oh, it's a fun part wow. of being a dog owner. Wow. Um, Very elaborate. So, uh, how you feeling? You and LeBron on good terms? Yeah, me and Bron Brown, we go way back. Way back. Way back. I how taught him how to do a go? hook shot. It was, well, I mean, he had seen... Have you ever seen him do a hook shot? I don't know. I'm not, no, no, he doesn't really do a, a hook shot. sports fan. It's because it's not a good hook shot. Yeah? He's oh. not known for that. Oh, dear. So, you, you've been keeping up? How's your hops these days? My hops are great. I was technically the referee, so I don't have to jump jump oh, that much. Yes, Wait, it's been a long time. Since I was I've kind of a. Jam. I was in between. I was a Looney Tune, but I was also from space, just like like the bad guys. Was there a bad guy ref? 
No, I was the ref for both because I had a foot in both worlds. Seems like a little bit of conflict of interest there. It seemed a little warm and a little cool, like a thermometer. I'm starting to relitigate some of uh, of Space Jam and think that maybe maybe the Monstars were. Do you think I was on the take? Look, I don't know that you were. I'm just. I saying, called it right down the middle. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you didn't call a fair game. I'm saying that just allowing you into that was maybe. There's only so many fouls you can call when one player has guns and is going yippee yippee yip. Yeah, I mean, you know. And another player uses lasers, and another player uses a cannon. There's only so much a Martian can do. Fair, fair enough. I suppose. Fair enough. So you're going to be a big part of this Space Jam too, I imagine. I'll probably be the referee ref again? again. I think so. Do you think yes. is, I've I still got I've still got my referee outfit? I haven't checked in. Uh, has, is Space Jam like more of a continuation or re, or Space Jam? Is it even Space Jam two at this point? It's going to be Space Jam two. Yeah, it'll be continuation. You huh. know they were going to make a Marvin the Martian movie. Well, yeah. Do you remember that? I mean, if they can't get a Tasmanian it was before I went to rehab. Out the door, I can't. It was a little bit hard to make a movie when I'm talking like this. All right, keep away. Keep off of it. You're like the Dean Martin of cartoons. Uh, what do you think of them Rosalie, Rosalie Bleeds? Rosalie Bleeds? No, never mind. Never mind. Talking Dean Martin roasts? Yeah, I'm, I'm still in the Dean Martin zone. I apologize. I would have been on them if the technology existed back in those days. Yeah, yeah, Pete's sure. Dragon was a movie, not a TV show. That's why I couldn't oh, do it. Pete's Dragon. You, you like Pete's Dragon? Love Pete's Dragon. You like the remake? I love roasting apples to this day. Oh, boy. You like Ooh. the remake of Pete's Dragon? Not so much. Not, not up for the fuzzy dragons? Not so much. Not for the fuzzy nibbles? Not even Ron Howard's daughter could make it watchable. Was she in that? She was in old that. Bryce Dallas. Dallas old yeah, Bryce yeah, okay. Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll get her in Space Jam. <laughs> Any sort of projects? We'll go out been... for some wine. Hey. Any projects you've been working on in the recent Space Jam Two? Businesses, just Space Jam Two. No, that's it. No side stuff. No hobbies. What kind of hobbies? No hobbies. Uh, Mostly just building guns and shooting them. (sighs) You big Second Amendment guy, then I take it. There's no Second Amendment on Mars, son. Does Mars have a constitution? We did uh, till everybody died, but me. Were there other Martians? Well, there's other Martians now. They're just not cool. Mars ain't the kind of place to raise a I'm kid. like the spokesperson. In fact, it's cold as hell. It is. And, to answer it, there's no one there to raise them if you did. That's true. I make a lot of candy bars, too. Oh, you you own the Mars bar Mars franchise? M&M's, that's me. Franchise. Yep. What I was wondering is, when are we going to get a Mars bar cinematic universe? Have you seen those commercials? I know. You really want that? I don't know. What What is a... I don't know if I've. I wouldn't be able to call a Mars commercial out if you had a M&M's. gun to my head. The M and M's are Mars. Is that is Mars? It's a Mars M and M's. Oh, yes. I guess you're right. Yes. Boy, you know when I went. And we saw, own Snickers as well. I'll tell you what. Was there I, a cartoon Snicker guy? No. When I went and saw the movie over the weekend, one of the commercials was the theater approved uh, the M and M's aping a bunch of other movies and then telling people to shut off their cell phones. Classic. And you know what I thought of it, Trav? What? No, you're not Trav. You're Marvin. Yes. You know what correct. I thought of it, Marv? What? I'm sorry. They're just they're too close together. My what middle name Marv? is Trav. That's why I, I thought, thought you were talking to me. Marvin the Traven. Marv, Trav, Martian. Oh, well. People just say the. It's a. It's a good way. Marvin Trav Martian. I thought I can't believe we're still. Once you go Trav, you never go Bav. Whoa, that 
Sorry, what were you saying? Marvin? Marvin. I gotta say, I think we've re... You've tapped me dry, Marv. (laughs) I tapped you with my thermometer. We already put that one out of there. I'm gonna cast you... I gotta go anyway. I'm gonna Uh, cast you to the dong. My dog is humping Uh, Matt Damon's legs, so I'm gonna get out of here. Thanks for having me, everybody. Goodbye, thermometer. Oh hey, how was that? Was Woo. it was it was it the worst magic mic of all time? Arduous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I ran out of steam a little bit. I apologize. For that. <sighs> That's all right. That's so, all right. So speaking of steam, you could steam us a review on iTunes. Yeah, do that. You Rate can us and review to our us. podcast. Subscribe. Download. Ratings make it so that it will be seen by other people. Uh, tell your friends. Sentence review. Please tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your wife. Tell uh, tell your local constabulary. Boy, I don't think I said that right. Tell them anyway. Uh, Just don't tell the authorities. But uh, please, we like to we like to be good, and you can help us with that. Also, if you would like to if you would like to email us and let us know what the worst magic mic was, you can get a hold of us at later to the tater at gmail.com. <laughs> Maybe don't do that so much. But uh, we would love to hear feedback. We'd just love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on at Travis Tate Funny. That's Instagram, uh, Twitter. Friend me on Facebook. And unless you're some uh, weird Middle Eastern or, uh, sorry, meant to say uh, Eastern European blonde woman. <laughs> I get like five of those a week. Yeah. It's like, my name is Olga. Blah 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 with no vowels in my oh, name. Boy. Do you want to be my friend? Every once in no, a while, no, not I, so much. I don't use my PS4 a ton, but whenever <laughs> I when I do uh, jump on there, my message queue is full of those sort of troll like, "Hey, I'm really yeah. lonely tonight. You just want to chat?" Yeah, like, come on, do people? Re- uh, people yeah, must I'm, fall for it. Yeah, yeah otherwise they wouldn't do it. You know, it's it's a ma- I mean, it's a matter of when you can send out millions of those really easily. Right. As long as you catch one out of every several hundred you're getting something and if you're one of those guys come see me do stand-up comedy <laughs> speaking of which you got any dates coming up my man not right now no yeah i mean just pretty much most weekends at wise guys yeah just where uh, people can see you. i'm nearing a date i'm gonna go to la we'll see what i can what i can work out when don't i go there so don't say anything ahead of the truth <sighs> so for truth seekers out there oh yeah oops one last thing. I'm deflating. Can you tell? Yeah. I'm like, I'm sinking. <laughs> You're melting like a waxen candle. I'm sinking. You're down. melting just like our themes that are done by Willow Wave Theory. We thank them for the use. My body looks like Willem Dafoe's cheekbones. <laughs> He's got high cheekbones, man. <laughs> so, for high cheekbones everywhere, this has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jerk. And I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never. <laughs>